Today is Monday, June the 27th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, another successful recruiting weekend for Shane Beamer as two more welcome home tweets get fired off. Also, South Carolina knows one of their latest commitments, three-star wide receiver C.J. Adams. Guys, I'll detail his commitment and what it means for South Carolina. Also, guys, we continue along with the top five series, guys. Today, we're talking top five best defensive backs in Carolina football history. First things first, I'll read off your listener responses, and I dive into my top five and give you the reasonings behind each of my selections. Folks, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And, of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use the promo code SPURSUP to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, they have got, whether it be sporting events, concerts, comedy club events, you name it. They've also got what's called a deal score, both on their website and app. So basically you log on there, you're looking for tickets. They're going to tell you exactly where you're sitting, how much you're paying. So guys, you're getting the most bang for your buck. You're not getting ripped off and you can find those deals on the tickets you need. So again, guys, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. banter and this is going to be one of those shows today you know some more than others where there is a lot of controversy and commotion and debate some friendly and some not this is going to be one of those shows today guys that certainly creates that when you're talking defensive backs of course continuing our top five list and we've had so many great ones in South Carolina football history 
I cannot wait to read the responses, to hear the responses from each and every single one of you, and excited to chat with you all here on this Monday. Guys, first things first, thank you all so much for the continued love and support, man. I want to express that gratitude because I was able to take a trip over the weekend and go out of town and go to a concert, really enjoy myself. You know, I really believe in, in re-energizing the batteries when you need it and sort of cutting the brain off and you know, obviously at this point in business and in life, it's really tough for me to put my phone down and sort of detach, if you will. And, a, you know, honestly, a guy like Shane Beamer, he makes it really tough to do so when you never know when a commitment might drop or when big news might drop. But I just want to say again, guys, thank you all so much. You know, I, I don't take it for granted the fact that we're able to to take that time, you know what I mean, to put the phone down, to detach, to cut the brain off, brain off to go out of town and enjoy ourselves and do our thing and and just rock, man. And you guys are still there just rocking and rolling and supporting the content, man. It means the absolute world. So thank you all so much. I hope y'all had a fantastic weekend. I hope this show does find you well. No matter where you are, what you were doing. And again, I appreciate you all tuning in, guys. We have got a packed show. we got a packed, busy week. Of course, the podcast, The Daily Crow, is rocking and rolling as normal. We're back at Tin Roof. And I'll start there, guys. Just a quick reminder, we are back at Tin Roof this Wednesday, 6 to 8, taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. Of course, guys, if you cannot be there in person, we do stream it live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. But, of course, $3 drafts, $3 rumple, $3 fireball as well. Great food, great people, great times. Like I said, Tin Roof should really get me on a commercial because I've got that freaking jingle down pat. But we have a really good time at Tin Roof, man. It's always a party on Wednesday nights, and you just never know. You know, it's funny at Tin Roof, and the guys, the Tin Roof guys, they're listening. They know, but it's – it's hit or miss on nights at Tin Roof during the week. The weekends are always packed, but during the week, you just never know what kind what kind of night it might be. You know, some Wednesdays we've had, it was really calm. It was really tame, nothing crazy. And then I swear there's some Wednesdays, it's like a freaking Saturday night up in there. And, you know, you always got to be careful on the weeknights because that's when the real partiers, that's when they come out, right? Because, like, if you're out on a Tuesday night, you're out to get rowdy. You're, you're not out to have a casual drink at the tin roof. You're out to have a damn good time. So, again, guys, we do certainly that. Come on out. It's a really, really good time taking your questions, comments, just talking Gamecock, shooting the shit. Tin roof in the Vista in downtown Columbia. Hope to see you there. Also, guys, just a quick reminder, we are continuing our Road to Glory series this week on the SEC Unfiltered platform over at the Voice of College Football SEC. Also, a lot of our content is dropping there as well. So if you want to do check that out, please do so. Really, really good stuff. And we're going to be creating more content on that YouTube channel as we move throughout this preseason, offseason, what have you. So guys, be sure to subscribe to that YouTube. Stay tuned for the Road to Glory series in which you're truly going to play through as a quarterback. Uh, here soon, we're going to pick where we're going to go to school. It's probably not going to be South Carolina. Just spoiler, trying to keep my biases or at least most of it out of it, uh, but we're going to pick an SEC school, navigate through, try to win the Heisman Trophy, and uh, try to win a national championship as well. So, again, you guys check that out. Again, guys, content bleeding out the eyeballs. New merch drop coming this week. I'm really excited about it. Again, guys, the positive momentum continues as we near the end of June. And, again, guys, I'll say this is the last week of June. And just, again, I want to express gratitude, man. Thank you all so much. I mean, this is a time where a lot of people look at June and say, well, it's, it's the slow period. You know, we're going to slow down. We're going to take off what have you, man. I, I feel like we've got as much positive momentum at this point right now as we could possibly have going into the month of July. And the month of July, of course, guys, is going to be, I mean, just absolute balls of the wall. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it, it's going to be crazy with 
with predictions and projections, and we'll start breaking down this football team. And then, of course, we'll get into SEC media days, and then we got fall camp around the corner. And, I mean, then you got kickoff, and before you know it, guys, it's going to be here. So I just want to say again, thank you all, man, for the positive momentum we have right now, the way business is operating the entire business, whether it be content, live show, merchandise. we got a move upcoming as well. There's a lot of exciting things happening. So, again, guys, I appreciate y'all. Hey, it was an exciting weekend for South Carolina football as well, thanks to the Gamecocks head man, Shane Beamer, as he fired off two more welcome home tweets over the weekend. One of them, we know who the commitment is. Three-star wide receiver C.J. Adam is making his commitment public Late yesterday on Twitter, six foot three, 210 pounds out of Mableton, Georgia. When you look at the overall ratings, he's a 0.8652 on the 24-7 sports composite. He is the 75th ranked player in the state of Georgia, the 105th ranked player, excuse me, the 105th ranked wide receiver nationally, and the 787th ranked player nationally he had offers from maryland alabama state charlotte cincinnati you keep going down the list yukon duke uh memphis louisville kentucky grambling georgia state purdue virginia tech virginia and talking to some folks within recruiting guys this seems to be a dude that's pretty slept on that people think that he is a player that can do big things at south county he's got great size six foot three 210 pounds I mean, you think the gamecocks are looking to add more size on the outside of the wide receiver position but this is a guy that most seem to figure, and I'll be honest, I haven't gotten the opportunity to watch a lot of his film or anything like that yet, but most seem to figure he's sort of a slept-on, underrated player in the state of Georgia, certainly an underrated wide receiver from Pebble Brook High School. Uh, but again, most people seem to think he's a slept-on guy and think he can make a big impact at the next level. So Gamecocks picking up C.J. Adams, and there are some big ones to follow, guys. I'm sure you guys have seen the rumors around a couple of guys that it sounds like maybe they did lock in their welcome home of the weekend. And I know we got a couple welcome homes out there that we are waiting to see, or at least waiting on official word of who these guys are. Because, of course, Shane Beamer loves to tease us in this recruiting thing. But I I'll tell you this, I just on your Monday, I want to start your week off right. Because C.J. Adams, good pickup, what have you. But I know there's many of you out there right now that are frustrated with recruiting, right? You're frustrated because you see what's going on in the upstate. You see the positive momentum that Clemson has. And let's go ahead and just put their name out there, right? The Clemson Tigers and what they're doing. And I get it, right? It's the rival. We all wanted to believe after last season, a season in which they won freaking 10 games. But we wanted to believe after last season that Clemson had maybe taken a step down and they were mortal and, and uh, you know, losing all their coaches in the offseason, the program's crumbling. Guys, Clemson's still going to recruit at a high level. Clemson's not going to stop recruiting. South Carolina does not need to worry about what Clemson has going on. Bottom line, right? The Gamecocks need to control what they can control, which is what happens in their building and getting the best possible players they can. You got to trust Shane Beamer. You got to believe he's going to keep this thing rolling. You got to believe he's going to get the best possible guys he can through high school recruiting through the transfer portal as well to make South Carolina the best possible product it can be. Clemson's not going anywhere. Georgia is not going anywhere. Alabama is not going anywhere. And speaking on Clemson, if Clemson's to fall off, it's not going to be a one-year thing, guys. It's going to be a gradual regression where their program slowly but surely slips off. A couple more misses at the quarterback position, a couple more misses here and there. How do losing coaches affect them? But I would just say this, man, just to try to kind of ease you guys into the week, because, again, I know there's a lot of you that your, uh, your, your sanity is sort of hanging in the balance by what happens in these recruiting stuff and stuff like that. Guys, here's the thing. 
if you're bragging about recruiting rankings in the month of June, that I mean, that just says it all, man. So much can change between now and December. And again, guys, you just got to believe and trust that Shane Beamer is going to get the guys we need to be successful, right? South Carolina still has a ton of a minimum recruiting. Right now, his recruiting rankings are not the final recruiting rankings. Let Shane Beamer and his staff work. Let Shane Beamer pull in the guys they need. And let's see where we're at in December when the dust has settled. That's all I'm saying. Don't lose your cool over recruiting rankings in the month of June. And certainly don't worry about what the rivals got going on up the road. You take care of what you need to take care of in-house. Take care of what you need to take care of in your building. Everything else, guys, is going to take care of itself. So, with that being said, Gamecocks with a ton of positive recruiting momentum. Shane Beamer hard on the recruiting trail. Very excited for these next couple of guys to make their commitments public and official. Guys, with that being said, let's move to our top five list. We are continuing the top five list. Final week, by the way, of the top five list. So, be sure if you want to get your banter in, get your responses in, you do so. But today's list might be the most highly debated of all because of all the great Gamecocks and all the great players that have worn the garnet and black because we're talking the top five best defensive backs in counter football history. Guys, before we do, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Listen, football season is right around the corner, and we got other sports happening too. Major League Baseball, we've still got, I believe, the Stanley Cup going on, right? The NFL is going to be here before you know it. You want to make money and you want to rob your bookie, and that's great, right? You're playing spreads. You're playing totals. That's awesome. But, guys, I'm going to give you a better and easier way, actually, to win a ton of money this season. It's with our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, when you sign up, right, you're going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100, all by using the promo code TSUS. Now, you might be asking yourself, Chris, what in the world is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. So prop plays over under total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, completions, interceptions, stuff like that. You can make tons of money betting on the prop total entries. Here's how it works, guys. You pick two to five players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Guys, Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. Price Picks also allows mixed sport entry. So, guys, what that means, you don't have to just play one sport. You can play the over on a college football prop. You can play the under on an NFL prop. You can play the over on a Major League Baseball prop, and you can play all of those together. You don't just have to play one sport. Also, guys, by the way, what other site, what other book do you have college prop plays. And yes, guys, we made a ton of money last year playing South Ghana games and South Ghana prop plays. You can do that. You can play prop plays for college sports, which no other service has out there. Guys, Price Picks also is a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks is also rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, you're looking to make big money this season. Look no further than our friends at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, we appreciate our friends over at Price Picks, and we cannot wait to make a ton of money this Season. All right, guys, that being said, let's dive into it. Our top five lists continue as we're talking the top five best defensive backs in 
Carolina football history. Before I get into your listener responses, hear me out. The beauty is in the banter. The point of these lists, right, is for discussion, is for debate. We are not all going to agree who belongs in the top five. And if your favorite player is not in the top five, it is not a disrespect to their greatness at the University of South Carolina. But only five can be in the top five, right? That math makes sense. So with that being said, let's keep the conversation respectful. Let's keep the conversation sports-related, right? Let's keep the conversation a little bit sane, if you will. But I know this is one because, again, we have been blessed. Guys, there's 20 guys I think that could probably be on this list. Literally, there's probably 20 guys that could make this list. But you can only pick five. Before I get into mine, let's let's read, excuse me, your listener responses. We'll start on Twitter. J.E. Hawkins 4 says he's not top five. Maquamu, one of my favorites just because of that one game against Georgia. Corn Goblin says five through one. Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Horn, Emmanuel Cook, Rashad Faison, and Co. Simpson. Honorable mention, D.J. Swearinger. He also says probably the hardest list to make so far. Carolina's had absolute studs in the second year. I agree. Gamecock at underscore Gamecock underscore simply says Gilmore, D.J. Edwards, Allen, and Vic. Hunter Vincent says Co. Simpson, Rashad Faison, Emmanuel Cook, Stephon Gilmore, Bo Davies. Honorable mention, Sheldon Brown and Jonathan Joseph. Tyler says, personal favorites in order, Swearinger, Simpson, Faison, Cook, Brown. Michael Samuel says, definitely got to go DJ and Gilly Gilly. Mr. Cocky says, Swearinger, Faison, Gilmore, Horn, and Davies. Honorable mentions, Joseph, Fenton, and Stewart. Uh, let's see. Hello, I'm Steve, says J.C. Horn, Coach Simpson, Darian Stewart, DJ Swearinger, and Captain Munnerlin. Over to Facebook. Again, we got a lot of responses for this one, as you can imagine. Gilmore, Holloman, Allen, Stewart, Horn, and Simpson. Simpson, Gilmore, Swearinger, Joseph, and Hampton. That's what Steve Hester said. Ben Reeves says Gilmore, Swearinger, Culliver, Cook, Simpson, honorable mention, Captain Munnerlin. Bruce Atkins says Gilmore, Horn, Tony Watkins, Allen, Simpson, Sheldon Brown, Swearinger. Tyler Dupree says Gilmore, Swearinger, Fenton, McQuamu, Allen. Joey Mathis says my all-time favorite was DJ Swearinger. So, again, guys, as you hear, a lot of familiar names and a couple of names, certainly, that will be in my top five. The point is this. There are a ton, and I mean a ton, of guys who could have made this list, but only five can make it. And you might recall this list, and the way that I know it's going to be so highly debated, because I dropped these lists last summer, and this list, I caught a lot of hell from people, and that's totally fine, right? That's totally fine. But I have changed up my list just a little bit, not a ton, but just a little bit. So with that being said, guys, let's dive into it. My top five Best defensive backs in counter football history. And we'll start with number five. I would argue maybe the greatest ball hawk in South Carolina football history. Wherever the football was, he was there. You needed a big play, there he was. And at the safety position, right, there's a lot of different responsibilities. And safeties are judged and graded in different ways, right? There's some safeties that are really physical run stoppers. There's some safeties that are the heart and soul and the heartbeat of your defense. There's some guys that can read a quarterback's eyes and they can read a quarterback like a book and they can pick on him all game long. Well, this gentleman, I think, fits all of those categories that I just mentioned. He played for the Gamecocks from 2004 to 2005. During his career, had 103 total tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, 
and seven interceptions, including a six interception campaign in 2004 when he was named a freshman All-American. Guys, my fifth best defensive back in South Carolina football history, Coe Simpson. And this was an addition. Last year, I actually had Sheldon Brown in the five spot. And the reason I didn't have Coe on the list was because he only played two years. And I think if he plays another year, if Coe Simpson plays a third year, God forbid he plays four, he is much, much higher up this list. But body of work factors into this thing a lot, right? It's really hard to put a guy that only played two seasons ahead of some guys that accumulated stats and played four. But Coe Simpson, I felt like he needed to be added again, guys. One of the greatest ball hawks in school history. You just think about what he did in such a short time, that six interception season. I mean, he was all over the field in 2004 and led that Gamecocks defense. Again, also was very physical. I think back to UCF, the opener in 2005, when he absolutely laid the wood, laid his shoulder down in a UCF guy, and you said, okay, this guy does everything. He doesn't just catch interceptions. He can come down and help you in the run game as well. Did not have as many picks his second season, but I think a lot of that was because Coe Simpson in year two was a known commodity, and people were not stupid enough to throw it his way. But again, guys, when you think of great South kind of DBs, his name certainly pops up. My fifth best defensive back to ever wear the garnet black, Coe Simpson. My fourth best defensive back in South kind of football history. And this is one that some of you are probably going to hear the name and say, Chris, how can he be so low on your list? What you have to remember, right? And what you have to recall, this is a list exclusively looking back at these players' college careers. Professional careers do not factor in. It is simply their years at the University of South Carolina. And I think we'd all agree this dude has had a much better professional career than he did college career. That's saying a lot, though, because his years in the Garnet and Black were pretty damn impressive. He played at South Carolina from 2009 to 2011. During his three-year career, he accumulated 181 total tackles, 15 tackles for loss, and seven sacks. He also had eight interceptions, to his credit, guys. Coming in at number four, my fourth best defensive back to ever play for the Gamecocks, Stephon Gilmore. And again, I know many of you balked. How can he be fourth in the list? Guys, nobody saw Stephon Gilmore being the player he is in the league, which for a while was, and I'm not sure that this is still applicable, but you know, for a couple of years, Stephon Gilmore was regarded as the best, not one of the best, the best defensive back in the NFL. I don't think anybody saw that coming. And I think even last year it was my guy Steven Garcia gave me hell in the mentions for putting Stephon Gilmore at number four. At least he reacted to the list in such a way that made me feel like, okay, he must be upset that his former teammate isn't higher. But you look back at his college career and listen, Stephon Gilmore was a really, really good player. He was a really good player for South Carolina. And he was part of some of the greatest secondaries in school history and certainly part of some of the greatest defenses in school history. But he really blossomed under Bill Belichick and blossomed at the next level in the NFL. So with that being said, great player at South Carolina, better pro. But again, he's still the fourth best Gamecocks defensive back to ever wear the garnet and black at least in my eyes. Moving on with the list, guys. My third best defensive back in South Carolina football history, and I was lucky enough to get this guy on the show. And again, this is another player that had a fantastic professional career, but the numbers just jump off the page at you. And what's so crazy, guys, because 
we, we've been doing these lists and the amount of great players we've had on these lists from the mid to late 90s. I mean, we're talking about some guys that were part of some of the worst teams in school history. But what that team lacked in overall wins, it did not lack in individual players who were fantastic athletes and fantastic Gamecocks. And this guy certainly falls in that category. He played for the Gamecocks from 1995 to 1999 during his career. He had 307 total tackles, four tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, and 10 interceptions. Again, guys, he was all over the field. And while, like I said, while the Gamecocks did not win a ton of games on the field, this dude made a ton of plays. Also in 95, he was SEC All-Freshman. In 1996, he was second-team All-SEC. In 1997, he was All-SEC yet again. Guys, my third best defensive back to ever wear the garnet in black, Arturo Freeman. And again, guys, I'm very excited to say that I call this man a friend of the show. We had him on the show last year. If you have not listened to it, I highly suggest it was a fantastic interview. Unfortunately, as you all know, of course, I was not lucky enough to watch this dude play in his prime. But, I mean, those numbers just jump out at you from the safety spot. 307 tackles, 170 of those, which are solo, by the way. And you think of all the all-SEC teams, guys, and how tough it is, how tough it is to receive those accolades, to be all SEC, literally every year he played basically on teams that are not very good. And he also battled a very, very tough injury after the 1997 season that made him miss all of 1998. All he did was come back in 1999. And while he was not back to his normal self, guys, you think of if the injury didn't happen, he's probably ranked number one. I, I mean, the numbers were trending to a direction in which he probably would be ranked number one on this list. But for me, he's false for third. My third best defensive back to wear the garnet in black, Arturo Freeman. Coming in at number two, the second best defensive back in South Carolina football history. And there's some guys that wow you, and we've talked about this a lot with these lists, right? There's some guys that wow you with numbers. There's some guys that wow you with accolades. And then there's just some dudes that wow you with the intangibles, right? Their attitude, their swag, the way they play the game. I mean, this dude had the stats, certainly, but he exemplified. And I would say for a while represented Gamecock Nation. His antics, his, his demeanor, his overall, just everything that made him who he was. And certainly one of the still images he produced is probably will be one of the most popular pictures ever in the history of South Carolina football. Man, this guy played with the Gamecocks from 2009 to 2012. During his career, he had 244 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, and six interceptions. The guys, like I mentioned, for everything he did statistically, what he meant to South Carolina football, during their greatest run in the history of the program, what he meant to those teams as an emotional leader, that's really what stands out above all. Guys, the second best defensive back to ever wear the garnet in black, DJ Swearinger, Jungle Boy Swag. Again, another player I'm very blessed to say we have been fortunate enough to have conversation with. He is a friend of the show. But it's almost like, do I even need to say more? I mean, you're listening to this show you know who DJ Swearinger is, and you know what he means to Gamecocks football. And I don't think there's been one like him since he left, and I'm not sure we'll have another one like him. Hopefully here sooner rather than later. 
but the nastiness, the attitude, the chip on his shoulder, the way he was a leader. I mean, this dude, you talk about being a dog. You talk about being somebody who just plays that when you think about a football player, DJ Swearinger, I mean, listening, you know, just, just chatting with him, conversating with him here on these airwaves, you can hear and feel, right? You can feel the passion coming out of his voice. You know, there's guys, guys that play sports, and we'll say football, obviously, for the sake of this example. But there are people that play football. There's guys that play football that they do it because of what football can do for them, right? And then there's other guys that play football because they love the game of football. They love everything that comes with it. They love the long days, and they love watching film, and they love contact, and they love hitting. DJ Swearinger was a football and is still a football player and a man who loves the game of football. And that was evident in the way that he played the game. And it's a lasting impact guys that again, that still image of him standing over Andre Ellington. I mean, I think that's one you're going to see forever. That is one that will stand the test of time. So the second best defensive back in my eyes in counter football history, DJ Swearinger, which takes us to who is the best defensive back in the history of South Carolina football. And again, guys, this is a highly debated list. So this will probably be a highly debated response. But when you look at his career, and I know, I know the era in which he played, I should say actually the beginning of the era in which he played because he was part of the greatest turnaround in the history of college football. And he led those stout defenses, a record setter at the University of South Carolina, and someone that I think when you talk great defensive backs – I have him number one on the list. He does not get talked about enough. Simply put, does not get talked about enough, and we need to put more respect on his career. This man played with the Gamecocks from 1999 to 2002 during his career, guys. He had 348 tackles. 348. 247 of those were solo tackles, which is an all-time record at the University of South Carolina. He's regarded as arguably the best tackler South Carolina has ever seen. He also had 27 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks, and two interceptions. He was named freshman All-American in 1999, SEC All-Freshman as well. And in 2001, he was named the second team All-SEC team. And I believe in 2000, I don't think this list has his accolades for 2000 because there's just no way he wasn't named an all-conference team of that year as well with his 100 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, five sacks, and one interception. Guys, the best defensive back to ever wear the garnet and black, Rashad Faison. And again, The way we judge DBs and especially safeties, right? The interception numbers are what jump out at you. But again, when you talk Faison, guys, this might be the best tackler in the history of South Carolina football. 247 solos on that 2000 defense, right? That was the turnaround team that won the first outback bowl. He had 72 solo tackles from the safety spot. 100 total. 13 tackles for loss, five sacks, and a pick. In 2001, he had 79 solo tackles, 104 total, nine and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. This was not the dude you wanted to see in the hole. And you've got to be an unselfish player, an unselfish safety, 
to say, you know what, I'm going to put my face in the fan. I'm going to step up when my team needs me. If you get through our first line of defense, well, guess what? Rashad Faison was waiting for you. This dude did not make mistakes. He was in the right place at the right time. And again, I caught the very, 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 very tail end of his career. I was more so a beginning of 2003. That's when my diehard fandom started. But when you look at the numbers, you talk to football folks, you talk to guys that have played at the University of South Carolina, they all speak very, very highly of Faison. And for that reason, guys, I have him ranked as the best defensive back in South Carolina football history. So, again, guys, my top five, five through one. At number five, I have Coe Simpson. Number four, Stephon Gilmore. Number three, Arturo Freeman. Number two, DJ Swearinger. And number one, Rashad Faison. Guys, I would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts. Again, I, I know this is going to be a list that is very, very highly debated because there's so many guys. I mean, you think about the guys I didn't talk about. Fred Bennett, Jonathan Joseph, J.C. Horn, Israel McQuamu, uh, Rashad Fenton. We didn't talk about uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Sheldon Brown I left off. Dante Robinson I left off. There's so many great players I left off. Would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback. Do you agree with my top five? Do you disagree? And if so, why or why not? Let me hear your thoughts. Uh, via social media, and would love to hear from you all as we continue along with these top five lists. Guys, we're going to have one hell of a week, man. Appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, that's going to do all for me. Thanks so much. Again, stay tuned for the podcast. Of course, The Daily Crow is live all this week, Monday through Friday, noon too, and uh, check us out Wednesday at 10 Roof as well. Guys, again, thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Wednesday.